Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That trumpet can only mean one thing. Chris Lynn is on the line. Lenny, welcome to Sports ASA. <laughs> I uh, appreciate the uh, warm intro there, boys. I love that trumpet. It normally means a good good thing walking out to bat. But, um, yeah, look, it's been great fun. I, to be honest, I'd actually uh, I'd hate to be that guy. He was up on the roof to begin with. Yes, um, we saw that first game. There, so, did, you, uh, did you request that, Lenny, or when you signed on? Or? Oh, not so much the live performance, but the song, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, before we get on to you personally, an amazing result last Thursday, chasing down 229 of the Hurricanes. Have you ever been involved across your 2020, uh, T20 career with a chase like that? No, definitely not. I mean, I've, I've played in some games, you know, in the IPL where the boundaries are smaller and, and there's a lot of juice, so it's easy to score runs. But that game the other night was just phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, look, we were under the pump and every time I kept looking up at the scoreboard after we'd have a big over with the bat, I still saw we were chasing 15s or 16s. So they kept coming at us, but um, hats off to, to the first game skipper, Matt Short. Uh, he was unbelievable. And, you know, I was giving it to him. Without, I was like, how many times are you going to win the toss and send the opposition in? And, uh, you know, 2.30 on the board. But, um, yeah, that's the game of cricket. And, and then we needed that as well. We, we lost four in a row and we just needed that break to get that momentum back. And that's what certainly what we did. And hopefully we can continue that tomorrow night. What was the chat uh, in between innings, Lenny? As you said, you were staring down five losses in a row and chasing 2.30. We know it can go one way or the other. Was there any tactics involved? Uh, it was just all about taking a step back and being really clear with what you wanted to do. At the end of the day, the pitch is the same length, the ball's the same, the inner ring, the power play's the same. So, you know, if they can do it, why can't we? So we broke it down into sections and basically it, we broke it all the way down to, I know it's cliche, but ball by ball, um, batting with Shorty out there, it was, you know, one ball at a time, you know, reset, don't get too far ahead of the game or don't premeditate anything because we knew their bowling lineup wasn't at its best. So we had opportunities to really, you know, counter that. And um, yeah, when, when you get close, I was really impressed with, um, you know, there's been so many you know, games where there's big partnership and then, you know, wicked, wicked, wicked. I was so impressed with the guys, how they just held their nerve right through the 20 overs. And, and I guess when you're planning, do you, do you look at, uh, as you said, the, the Hurricanes bowlers would probably not at their strength. Um, do you look at bowlers you can target and, and what part of the game you can do it in? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, you want to try and target that power play. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so I think we were kind of on par with them. But uh, we've been really good throughout the middle this year, which is um, you know normally a weakness for teams when the spin comes on. But we've been really strong through those overs. Um, and then we actually didn't take a step backwards over before the drinks break, which many teams do. So we, I think Shorty himself, we got about maybe 15 off that over as well. So um, that set us up for a great power surge, you know, leading up and not losing any momentum. You know, when you're chasing that 230, if you lose an over there, that, that's, that's pretty crucial. So we just grabbed momentum and hung on to it. And as I said, we, we didn't um, miss out on any opportunities. We targeted like all their bowlers, which I suppose you have to with such a big score. But as I said, that clarity when we're out in the middle was the best I've ever been involved in. 
You mentioned Matt Short and his stunning performance the other night, getting 100 off uh, the final ball to win. Your thoughts on Matt Short's improvement as a T20 player? Oh, look, I've, I've known him for years and I've, we've seen the talent, but we've seen him glimpses. Uh, playing against him last year, he, you know, he raced to 30 or 40 every game and that was it. Um, but having that, the opportunity to bat with him and seeing him go on and make big match-winning um, scores has just been, you know, to another level. Not only that, adding in, he's not a part-time bowler. I believe he can bowl his four overs every game. He's a jet in the field. So, you know, he, he'll be a wanted man around the world, you know, very shortly. Well, right now, to be so. Just seeing him, um, I suppose, mature out in the middle. Not that I've batted with him before, but I suppose change those innings from from starts. They all, you know, they look pretty, but they don't win your games of cricket. Whereas the seventy-five plus scores do. So, um, you know, to hopefully I'll play the hand in, in helping him do that. But um, at the end of the day, it's down to his execution, and he's absolutely nailing it at the moment. And do you think it's got to do with a bit of clarity as well? We've seen in previous years he's been up and down the order, but now he's he's cemented his spot up the top and, and he's got a bit of clarity about that? Yeah, definitely. That always helps. Um, and to his credit, he hasn't batted with the same partner you know, every game this year. So you've got to change, not change your role, but you, you know, when you've got a guy down the other end, when it's always changing, it is a little bit different. But um, that's one thing that we have done at the strikers is, no, know your role, then now your role. Um, you know, and that's we talk about that clarity, as you said, and that's something that we're doing. Um, you know, it, it hasn't gone to plan uh, with the ball the last couple of games. Um, so hopefully we can turn that around tomorrow night. But saying that, like our performance the other night, we're happy to chase for whatever. Or if we're setting, um, you know, we're still going to throw the first punch if we do, you know, go out to bat first and, and believe we have the skill set to, to defend whatever total is necessary. We've done it in the past, so we've won games with the bat and with the ball. So we're in a good place at the moment. Uh, we've got some really good flexibility. Uh, obviously, Rashid Khan's not there tomorrow night, so <clears throat> I'd imagine Cameron Boyce or, or Feminenti will, will slot in there. And um, Yeah, look, they're, they're two, you know, obviously, class players as well. And, and your form, mate, you showed glimpses early of, of how good you can be, but the last couple of games, you've really lit up the stadiums that you've played at. Um, how are you finding Adelaide Oval and, and what's the difference between here and the Gabba? Uh, mate, they're actually my two favourite grounds. Uh, obviously, I've, I was biased to the Gabba for a long time, uh, but Adelaide's always been second favourite. There's no doubt about that. I love coming down here. Short boundaries, which always you know get a get a look at every time the bowl is running in. But um, yeah, personally, um, you know, I played a lot of support roles to Shorty early, early doors in the tournament, and I probably just carried that support role one or, one or two games too long. And now I found my groove, and I can just go out there and, and play the the way I normally play, and that's aggressive, taking the game on and, and trying to put the bowlers, you know, make them go to plan B. So. Um, yeah, feel in a really good space at the moment. Feel like I'm helping out um, Sid and Shorty, you know, with the guys. And um, yeah, I'm hoping for for another big crowd tomorrow night at Adelaide. We're chatting with striker Chris Lynn. Now, Linny, we've got a couple of texts in from Mario from Maslin's Beach. He wants to know two things. Firstly, is uh, your bat heavier now than what it was when you first started playing first class cricket? And the second one is, do you use the same oil on your head as on your bat? <laughs> Funny man, Mario. <laughs> um, no, so in terms of bat weight, I actually got. I'm going lighter. I'm getting older, mate. I don't spend as much time in the gym as you used to, but yeah, definitely lighter. Um, you know, I'm not 23 anymore. I'm 32, so uh, I need to get that bat speed in. But all the all the wood, it, it, you know, it's quality, and they, it's still quite big. They can make them quite big still, um, even with the rules and regs that they brought in a couple of years ago. So. Two pound ten for me, um, yeah, nice and light. 
and uh, yeah, get that velocity and bat speed nice and high. Mate, I've seen pictures on your Instagram. You still look in pretty good shape, mate. So uh, get heavier. <laughs> it's, it's called a filter. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you put uh, down to the bowlers in the last few games? Uh, as you said earlier as well, they've been pretty pretty poor and Peter Siddle out doesn't help that either. And where's he at? Yeah, I suppose because we had so much success in, at the front of the season, the first three games, and then obviously you bowl the team after 15, there's... Um, you know, there's always going to be a big difference between the two extremities, but um, I suppose we've just become a little bit predictable, um, obviously, with our bowling structure and, and what deliveries with our field. So um, we're just going to have to be a little bit smarter, a little bit more proactive. Um, but the guys have been, you know, they've been training the house down. They've been working hard and preparing well, um, knowing that once you've done all that preparation, you can just, you don't have to think out in the field. You can just go to go to your plans and get into your work. But um, I've got full confidence the boys can bounce back tomorrow night. There's no issues there. Um, and it's all about my job as a leader is all about keeping the boys up, keeping them believing. As I said, it's, um, you know, you can get, your best ball can, can go for six one day and your worst ball can get wicked. So that, that happens in the nature of T20. Hopefully it falls in our favour tomorrow night. Played a lot of T20 around the world. Um, do you prefer to bat first or bowl first or does it pen, depend on the makeup of the team? Um, well, from a personal point of view, it just depends on the conditions. You know, if you're playing in uh, in Australia, I like batting first, uh, just simply because you know you get to bat in pretty much daytime, uh, which makes it much easier to see the ball and pitch which way the spinners are spinning it. If you go over somewhere like the IPL or Caribbean, where you do start later at night and a lot of dew falls, it's better to bat second, uh, just because the ball doesn't spin. The ball bowlers find it harder to grip the ball. And the ball just skids nicely under the bat. So you weigh up the conditions first and foremost. But for our team, um, right now, I'm happy batting first or second. Uh, we don't have a preference. We, we just go what, what the gut feel of the skipper is and, and we just back that. And Rashid Khan, obviously, he's left the Adelaide yeah. Linney. Um, how did you find him around the group uh, being here for the first time? And do you think yep. uh, other sides are starting to work him out? He, he probably wasn't as effective as he, as he used to be. Yeah, well, teams known that he was only going to play seven or eight games. You know, they can just sit on him. Uh, you know, one way, um, I suppose, probably what we just spoke about with batting or bowling first, the way it worked out is they didn't have to, you know, apply any pressure back onto onto Rash. Um, you know, those those last, you know, last half, <coughs> excuse me, last half of the games that he played, they could just sit on him, work the ball around and attack the guys at the other end. But... If we do, if we happen to manage uh, a big score batting first, uh, then the batters have no option, and that's when he's most dangerous when you know blokes are coming at him. So, they, the, to their credit, the guys in Australia did play him very well. But um, yeah, look, he's he's still you know still a beast. If he's not taking wickets, it's dot balls. So um, he's absolute value for the strikers, and and hopefully we can get him back next year. A couple of handy players coming into the lineup very soon. Not sure if they're going to play tomorrow night. Maybe you can let us know. But uh, Alex Carey and Travis Head. Uh, back into the strikers lineup. Yeah, well, obviously, I'm actually not sure if they're playing tomorrow night or not. But um, to have those two additions, you know, in the lineup, yes, they've had a big summer, but it's fresh energy, and and the boys, I know for a fact, the boys absolutely love hammering around. And um, you know, they also bring a couple of left-handers into the lineup as well, which is what we need for the strikers. Um, so they're going to be absolute dynamite for us. And um, not only that, have the experience around, you know, if we do get posted a big total or, you know, have to score plenty. So, 
uh, yeah, we've seen what they've done over the summer and, and Alex Kerr is just going from strength to strength uh, with the gloves and with the bat in hand and, and Hetty, oh my God, like he's playing. He doesn't have to change his game from Test cricket to T20. He's absolutely flying. And uh, tomorrow night, Linny, another massive game for, for your mob. Um, just to keep in contact with the top four, uh, the Renegades are going pretty well. Um, who do you see their, their threats are? Yeah, well, their two threats have just left in Majib and Akil Hussain. They've been absolute, um, you know, they've been elite for those, for the Renegades. So for us, uh, I'm not sure what they'll, um, you know, throw out at us with in terms of their spinners. It could be Farwad Ahmed, who played at the Strikers last year. Um, I, I do believe they've signed up a bloke from England, Matthew Critchley. So I'm not sure if he's off the plane yet. But, um, yeah, look, they're a team that are vulnerable as well and we can get at. So... Uh, without putting too much pressure on our batters and bowlers, I think if we if everyone, everyone matches up quite well against them, so touch wood, we can get the job done. And as you said, we can get back into that top four where we belong and um, get the ball rolling. We've only got three games left, so I want to try and maximise the opportunity. Obviously, with runs, but more importantly, um, wins with the strikers. I was just about to ask you about that. Three games left mm. for the strikers, and you head off to the UAE. Um, who do you play for over there, and what's the competition like? Uh, so it's the first year of the competition, the ILT20, International T20 League, and it's basically uh, it's owned by a lot of the IPL franchises, uh, with the Mumbai Indians, you know, Kolkata Knight Riders, the Delhi Capitals. So I'm playing with the Golf Giants, who's uh, owned by the Adani uh, Mining Group. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a new tournament. You know, James Vince is my skipper, so he's just left last night after he played the the derby. Um, so he's just touched down in, in Dubai. So I'll be looking forward to linking up with him and, and former teammate at the Brisbane Heat, Tom Banton as well. So um, who else? Chris Jordan from the Sixers is also in that lineup. So looking forward to getting over there, but I'm going to dearly miss Adelaide and I'll be heavily invested in, in watching every game. That's for sure. Are you taking the trumpet with you in the carry on? <laughs> no, I'll, uh, I don't think so. I'm not sure. <laughs> I might take it, um, get a pre-record of him and take it over there and see what they've got. But um, yeah, I'm going to need everything I can get because it's. I played a bit of cricket. I don't normally go tournament to tournament, so I'll, uh, I'll need a bit of a pump up. Now, Lenny, I did see on your socials that um, there might maybe a greyhound called Lynn Sanity. If this is the case, yep. is this yours? And where was the text when it won? <laughs> no, so it was actually a, a trotter. So I made him. Well, a bloke approached me a couple of years ago when I was absolutely flying in the big bash and offered me thirty percent in the trotter Linsanity. Um, and he's now working in in uh, the state. So um, we sold it and, and, and moved on. But um, it's I actually didn't get on it because I was playing the game. But my dad blackbooked it and he got it at thirty four bucks. So he had an absolute nice. field day the other night when we won. Obviously, rec- uh, BBL record. My my brother had his um, first child and then Linsanity got up. So. Oh, man, was absolutely stoked. <laughs> <laughs> what a night. Do you feel the BBL has had a bit of a resurgence this season? Like, there seems to be more crowd, more talk about it. Uh, there's been a few things happen on the field, and it's all the topic the next morning. Do you feel there's a bit of a, a resurgence of the BBL? Uh, personally, I think it's just because COVID's a thing of the past now. And, and you know, a lot of businesses, a lot of families were um, – you know, upset by that, and you know, to, to get back on your feet, you know, doesn't doesn't happen overnight. So I just think the people, you know, the Australian public, especially, wanted to get out and enjoy, you know, all, you know what was in front of them. That's the big bash, that's the the footy, the AFL, uh, the rugby league, all the codes, uh, the tennis. You know, we saw the Formula One, the crowds just go absolutely mental. So 
uh, I think everyone was just had you know that fear of missing out uh, with everything back open and to 100% capacity as well. So I still believe if uh, if I'm being brutally honest, 14 games is too many. Um, you know, we're only we're just over halfway through the tournament now, so I think we'll be able to get a true answer of that in about three weeks' time when finals comes around. Because you know, the last couple of seasons, if we are honest again, people have been asking themselves when is footy season starting. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you need more. You you don't want the fans leaving you know leaving that way. You want them wanting more cricket, but less is more. If you know what I'm saying. Got one more text uh, before we let you go. Um, Linny is uh, from Tom at Seacliff. Just wants to know if you are going around again next season for the Strikers. Uh, well, I've only signed a one-year deal, so uh, hopefully, hopefully, Diz can tap me on the shoulder and we can have a chat um, at some point. But look, I'm open to it. I've absolutely loved my time in Adelaide, um, and as I said, I'll be looking to finish on a high. I've had my family down the whole time, and they've loved it. Um, the only thing I will ask is next time when I come down, it just help this weather out because that's one thing I do miss from Brisbane. It was quite, it was too cold for me um, when I first got here. Um, but the last few days have been absolutely, um, you know, phenomenal, being thirty plus degrees. Chris Lynn, our uh, DJ Sam has gone a bit over the top with the trumpet, nice and loud. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, good luck tomorrow night. Hope you can get a, a win against the Renegades and uh, your last two games for the Strikers. I know they're going to be good. Thanks, Lenny. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Good to hear your voice, Daddy. And yeah, Lenny. <laughs> That's Chris Lynn there from the Adelaide Strikers.